from the Three Story Method Podcast Network. This is the Serial Fiction Show. I'm Christine Daigle. And I'm J.P. Reinbush. Welcome to the Writer's Serial Fiction Show. This is a companion podcast to the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. If you haven't listened to today's story, we'd encourage you to pause and go listen to Jessica Aaron's episode on our companion podcast first. We can only play half the episode, so if you like what you hear, check out the full episode free on Vela. The links to the podcast and the Vela episode are in the show notes. So, JP. So, Christine. As we were Happy recording this, Happy New Year. It's New Year's Day. I didn't mean to ruin that. I'm sorry. You were you were leading up to it. I, I was, you know, we're just all very merry because we're hoping 2022 is much better than 2021. Opening the yeah, door with yeah. caution, stepping through, all of those good things. Yeah. I mean, already we've got Bella. Um, I don't know. It was an enjoyable 2021, but I've got a pretty much the full year planned for Bella. So... I don't know. That's pretty cool because I can tell you at the start of 2021, I had nothing published and now I have something. Well, that's awesome. And you have your book series you're working on and all kinds of things that are oh yeah, going to come I, to fruition in 2022. Yes, one I dearly, dearly hope so. And in the Right Away podcast, we did our, our goals and intentions, which uh, or no, we said plans and intentions. Yes, but I listened really to that because you were anti-goal. You're like, I am at your goal. I'm not making this. <laughs> yes. So that is coming or is out. I don't know. It's at I some point. It, that but is I, coming. I'm, I'm one of your Patreons, so I get it early. So oh. ah, specialness. Fancy. I, I was like, I don't know how you listen to it, but okay. Because <laughs> I pay $3 a month or whatever it is to listen to them, really. Everyone go subscribe to right away because it's fantastic. I hope you're all listening. I want to know what are your plans? What are you doing? What's your 2022 look like? I don't know because I'm a chaos demon. I don't make plans. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, every gotcha. time I make plans, they never work out. And then I feel like, you know, I'm kind of with you on being anti-goal because I'm like, every time I set a goal, then I get some focused on other things and sometimes I miss opportunities. So mm-hmm. my intention for 2022 is just to be consistent, to write steadily because everything else is out of my control. I'm kind of like, you know, all I can do is get the words on the page, putting out the velas. You know, we're probably going to wrap up, um, not wrap up, but pause the horror serial after season two. Uh, Right now, planning with Stuart season three for Molecule Thief. So we're going to do at least three seasons of that. And then, you know, working on novels, we're just kind of seeing where things are at. So I'm I'm kind of, as long as I'm writing, I'm happy and just taking whatever opportunities come along. How about you? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I kind of stated them, kind of. Um, kind of. So, you know, we've got nerds still going on. And we plan on doing, um, releasing like little mini novellas of the like about 10 to 11 episodes at a time. Uh, and then potentially doing a bigger piece to that that will all be, should be done this year. Um, part of the reason I like that is just from like web comics as an example um, like I sometimes just like different people like different platforms. So I think why not? It's a, a good way of reusing the same IP just to attract other people. Um, and so that's kind of what we're planning on doing this year. And then I've got just a ton of 
things that are right in the middle of getting published. And I'm just like, oh, I would love to get all those done. So that is my plan. And that's like anywhere from four to five uh, books this year that are like so close to being done that I'm just like, get out, (laughs) get out in the world, be done with you. That would be a lot of books. Good for you. That's awesome. We'll see if it happens. This is all goal or plans and intentions, not goals. There you go. All right. So here's to a productive 2022. Yeah. Let's let's rock it, right? Yeah, let's rock it. Rock it out. Tell us your plans, your intentions, your goals. I want to hear from other people. What are you doing? What what's different? Vela's different. What else? What does 2022 have in store for you? Come chat with us. That was a lot of rhyming, but go for it. <laughs> so JP. Before we talk to our author, let's talk about Pro Writing Aid. Pro Writing Aid. You know, one of the things that I love is that it shows you your achievements. Um, And I love that it gives you this wordle of like your grammar improvement. So you can see all Mm -hmm. of the things that you improved. It's like super motivating to me to look at all the improvements I've made in adverbs and verbs and commas and hyphens and all of that. So I love that they send that and they show how my style is improving. And the cool part is that over time, it's like there are less and less improvements that because I'm just becoming a better writer. So I love that part. I Yeah, no, I love it. I really like it when I am first drafting because then I see it all the time. When I'm not first drafting, I like rarely see the word map. But when I am uh, first drafting, which a lot of people are probably doing or have done because of NaNoWriMo, um, you get to see this like progress that you make on a weekly basis and like see where your, your pitfalls are, uh, which will only help you later on. Uh, and it just shows you your progress. It's the, it's the coolest thing ever. I really enjoy uh, getting those emails when I'm first drafting. When I'm not, it makes me motivated to make more words because then I feel guilty. <laughs> I feel like I'm first drafting every day. I keep joking that uh, serial fiction is nan- NaNoWriMo every day. So I'm like, every day is NaNoWriMo for me. I'm not doing it because, you know, I'm already putting four to six K out a week into the world. So, but yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's because you're a monster, but thanks. you know, <laughs> I try. you're I try. welcome. I'm glad you're a monster. But yeah, so, so pro writing aid for monsters and people, prowritingaid.com yes. and use our discount code serial 20. Serial, S-E-R-I-A-L 20. Do it. Do it. The monster inside demands it. <laughs> All right. So you start us off on this hook, zero reads, and she's been knocked out of top five. What a what a wonderful way to hook someone in because definitely as a Bella writer, you're like, oh, that hurts right in the gut. Uh, I'm curious, how did you come up with this hook and how do you come up with hooks in general to get readers reading? Yeah, well, I knew that I wanted it to be a enemies to lovers romance. Um, and I knew I wanted it to be in the world of serial fiction. And so I thought, you know, what better way than to have the character um, sort of flustered and, you know, going through a hard time and then making it even worse by having another writer knock her out of the top five. Um, So, you know, she's already angry and then she's even more frustrated. And then she has this moment of embarrassment with the Starbucks barista (laughs) Um, and it's just sort of all crashing down on her at once, um, which sort of makes her decision for Jacob to become her arch nemesis a lot easier. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I was reading this and uh, some of the serial in general I just had in mind and was thinking about theme or armature. And it seemed to me like maybe it was about you have to overcome fear to find happiness, both in love and in her career. Uh, and I think JP had said that he thought it was about willingness to trust and open up to others um, to create a strong and beneficial bond for everyone. Do you think about theme when you're writing like beforehand or does it kind of come out naturally or how does that work for you? Um, both, I think. Um, I knew that I wanted Peyton to be a little bit, you know, hesitant when it came to giving in to Jacob and, um, because he was very, you know, adamant. He was like, you know, I really like her. Like, this is, you know, I want this. (laughs) Um, and I knew I wanted there to be some resistance there, but it is very much both of those things, uh, trusting, um, the person that you like or falling in love with and trusting yourself in your career. And yeah, I would agree with both of those things. In terms of character in this first scene, uh, we see that her motivation, this want, you know, it's to be top author and this need is for her to to get over this fear. I'm curious when you construct these characters, what does that process look like? And do you do uh, motivations and needs? Um, I definitely do. I would say for her, it was more of you know, she didn't realize that that was what she wanted. Okay. Until she started writing. And it was very much that came from a lot of my experience too. Um, you know, when I published on Bella, my first serial, I didn't think that anybody was going to see it. Um, and then it gained this traction. And then it suddenly I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I want this so badly. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where that came from. Obviously she always loved writing, Um, And she wanted to be successful, but actually being successful made that so much more so. So, (laughs) yeah. And it seems like in this first episode, she has a lot of conflict and fear about whether or not she wants to be a successful author. She kind of wants it, but then she's also kind of afraid of it. And you kind of see that, you know, overarching in the whole scene. And there's kind of a mini scene within the scene with the barista where he's flirting with her. And, but the guy behind her is honking and she doesn't really know what to do. She kind of wants to flirt with the barista, but she flees, which is kind of some great foreshadowing for like what's going to happen with her and Jacob. And then she's totally embarrassed and almost runs into this car. Uh, yeah. And then you leave us on this great cliffhanger where her author enemy follows her on social media. <laughs> um, yeah. So how do you think about like conflict and scenes and choices or, or scene construction in general? Um, you know, I'll be honest, I think a lot of it does come out naturally. Um, and then when I go back and edit, I'm sort of enhancing those things like, oh, yes, that's where I was going with that. Let me make that a little bit more dramatic. Um, let me make it a little bit more clear that that's how she's feeling, um, especially with foreshadowing and things like that. So how do you use foreshadowing in your fiction? Like, what's that process? Because you do such an excellent job uh, with showing Peyton running away from that barista. So I'm just curious, like, how does that process look like? Um, Again, I think that that is, that's mostly just natural. Uh, I tend to write my books to where everything comes back full circle, especially at the end. Um, a lot of lessons that are learned throughout the book um, end up sort of coming back up in a way. Uh, but I, I think that that, again, is just sort of naturally how I write. 
So I'm curious about uh, how you use point of view also, because you have two points of view in your serial. Do you think that that's important in a romance? Like they're each other's protagonist and antagonist at the same time? Or how do you think about that in romance, uh, especially? So um, I don't always write dual point of view. Uh, It really depends on the story. For this one, I felt it made sense um, being a rom-com. I really it really depends on the story, but I don't think it's necessarily important to have that. No, not for me. What is your best tip for writing romance? My best tip for writing romance would probably just be to trust yourself as a writer and trust, you know, how you're feeling as you're writing. Um, I think that we can sort of get stuck like, Oh, you know, would they, would they react that way? Um, You know, what will people think about this? Um, I, I tend to not worry about what my readers are going to think. And I just want to get, just want to get all of those words down. Uh, so yeah, I just say, trust yourself. That's a good tip. How about what do you think meat makes for a great meat cute? I definitely, I enjoy putting some humor into my meat cutes. Uh, and you would see that in, in episode one of season two. It was very, very funny. Um, so yeah, definitely some humor, maybe even a, a little level of uncomfort, you know, uncomfort, <laughs> discomfort. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that makes it even better. <laughs> so I'm curious, do you think that happily ever afters are important in the romance genre? And um, if so, how do you approach that to try and be slightly different, but similar in that aspect? Um, so really I just follow what, what feels right for the characters. I do think that happily ever afters are important in romance. Um, if you don't, you know, if you don't include it, then (laughs) you're going to have some very unhappy readers. Um, but I usually, you know, it's funny because when I write stories, I usually wait a while on the epilogues. I like let the story sit, um, and then I'll go back and finish the epilogue after the fact. Um, because that's usually when, you know, they're married and they have babies and you're, you're in the future. Um, but yeah, it really just depends on the characters, how the story progressed uh, throughout and what makes sense for them. So as we are speaking, you are top faved on Bella and you have done this with several serials. Do you have any secrets or tips for building an audience for Bella? Um you know, I just say definitely marketing, uh, posting on social media as much as you can and trying to, you know, make sure those posts are, you know, people are, you can have people engage with them, like commenting. And uh, I find doing polls on Instagram, things like that are really helpful. Yeah, of social media. It's <laughs> a good tip. Uh, so what does your daily routine look like? Uh, do you outline, do you pants, do you some, do something in between? Um, and I'm curious, do you have some type of secret storyboard you have hidden somewhere? (laughs) So I am definitely a pantser. Um, I mean, even from the very first episode, I'm just, I'm like just writing. I'm just thinking as I'm writing. Um, and I find it, I find it a lot more fun that way. As far as my daily routine goes, uh, I do have a 21 month daughter, 20 month, 21 month old daughter. Um, so a lot of my daily routine goes to her and I tend to write at night. 
So that's how things are going for me now. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. Kids are in bed and then it's writing time, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what have you learned about the Vela platform or in writing serials in general that you'd like to share with other writers? Um, it's, it's all sort of very tactical. I'll be honest with you. Um, especially now that I'm publishing weekly, I find that you really sort of have to publish on Sundays <laughs> when the, when those weekly faves reset. Um, at least that's what I've been doing and I've found pretty good success with it so far. Uh, I do, for me, I believe it's better to post in chunks, uh, like three, four, even five episodes if you can, because readers are able to really devour your content, um, at least a larger portion of it, and it keeps them hooked, I believe. Um, so, I, you know, I think that we're all sort of still learning as we go with, with Bella, if you're an author on there. Um, but yeah, I am finding that it is very tactical. <laughs> So on that, uh, I mean, you in your Vela, you use a lot of what Vela is currently doing, um, as long along with things that you kind of want to see uh, function in the future. So, what are your favorite things about the platform, and what's one or two things that you'd really like to see change? Yeah, so I would say my favorite thing about the platform is the fact that there are so many different types of serials and so many different genres. Um, and it's just basically one big place for a lot of different voices. Um, and it's, I mean, really to me, it's been a community because I've gotten to know so many authors on the platform. Uh, as far as the things that I don't like about it, I would say visibility is difficult, which is one of the things I said about Bella in my serial. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, I would really like to see a bigger audience. And I think a lot of that goes with international and making it available on more devices. Um, so it's been kind of fun for me to write Zella <laughs> um, and show changes that are being made within that. It's been sort of a therapy for me, I think, as a writer. hundred percent. I'm like, Ooh, I really wish we would get that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do you have um, any other writing plans in the work? You talked about the one that you're going to do with EA Blackwell. Any other writing plans uh, for you that you're working on or dreaming up? Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going to continue writing in the Zella universe. I have, um, I'm almost done writing season two of Love, War, and Serialized Fiction. So I'll start publishing that um, when season one ends. Um, I have another series that I'm planning uh, that's called Zella Authors Undercover, <laughs> where Zella authors basically, you know, insert themselves into a situation or a job or something like that to help them um, to help them write a serial. Uh, so that's going to be fun and new and different. Uh, and then I have, of course, like you mentioned, uh, me and EA Blackwell are um, brainstorming a fantasy romance right now. Awesome. My brain is like exploding from Zella Undercover. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be oh, fun. No, I, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so what would you say to someone looking to start a serial? Um, I would just say, sort of like I mentioned earlier, to trust yourself as a writer. Um, get the words down. And I, I do think it's good to come up with a schedule. Now that I'm publishing weekly, I think that that's important <laughs> to have a schedule. Fantastic. 
Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Our thanks today to Jessica Aaron for letting us break down their episode. We want to thank you for listening to the Reader Serial Fiction Show. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, send them your favorite episode link. And if you want to leave an Apple podcast review, we read all of them and use your suggestions. You can also leave a comment on the episode on our website, SerialFictionShow.com. We'd love to hear from you. And finally, we have a Patreon where you can get Serial Fiction Show episodes early. We also have tons of other things in the works. So check us out at Patreon.com slash Serial Fiction Show. Thanks. And we'll see you next time with another Serial Fiction episode. And And that's that's a a wrap. I guess we'll All see right. each other at the conference. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. If there ever is a conference, imagine. Oh, everybody would be like, oh, that's the that's the girl that wrote about Bella. Like, <laughs> okay. That's okay because we'll have like foot-long daggeries, so it won't matter. Yeah, totally. it'll be that perfect. Great. I really like, I have a problem when it comes to cooking where I will look at a recipe list and I will immediately be like, what are the things in my uh, cupboard that look like this? <laughs> this was Can one of those things that did not work. you tell me what a substitute is for cilantro? I really need to look that up. Every time I mean, like, like, well, one, it's part of the parsley family. Cilantro, I'm like, no. <laughs> well, okay, so one, parsley and cilantro one is part of the, the same. Well, I know that, but it yeah. depends on what you're making. So, like, Maybe. give me, give me a dish that you're making. So, if you're making like, let's say I'm making like fajitas, and it's like make cilantro cream, and I'm like, no. <laughs> well, you could make like an avocado cream or you could uh do that would be a good idea. Um yeah, you could make like a jalapeno cream, you could do mm. anything else. Yeah. I'm just gonna WhatsApp you every time I have a recipe question now. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh yeah, so except except about nutritional yeast. But no, you can now because like... I know, but <laughs> you know what I did over the holidays though? You're like, okay, what did I binge watch? I know it started with Shit's Creek. But there was also Witcher, Wheel of Time, Emily in Paris, The Expense. Like, I really need to stop watching shit and get some writing done. Uh, but there's like... I'm like, I'm on holidays. You know, I'm just going to sleep and watch yeah. TV. That's all I did. Yeah. Basically. I mean, yeah. when it comes down to it, there are some days where you just need a full reboot from everything. Yeah. And... Sometimes those are longer than one day. <laughs> or like two weeks in my case. Or like I two guess. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm getting back into it now. I'm revising my novel. So it's going and giving everything yeah. hilarious titles, which makes me happy. I'm going to screenshot I my titles doing that. and send them to you later. <laughs> good, good. I I tried doing that with some of our episodes and like some of them are funny to me, but then like not all of them. Well, that's what happened is I was like, I think I was in Bella Brain because I just started funny naming my chapters for my novel. And like, they're staying like that now. I don't know what to do. And I did one for the horror for Dark. And Stuart's like, no. 
Oh like, yeah, <laughs> this is too stay. funny. Our beta was like, this title is hilarious, and like tell Stuart because he was like, no, it's like, and I, I, I will always kill you because like a bodyguard dies in that episode. That's amazing. And just Stuart was like, no, and I'm like, it's staying. <laughs> it's gonna be That's our amazing. episode. It's, it's a bodyguard reference. It's fine. It's staying. It's. I love it. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, okay, I guess I better go cut a yeah. podcast. Yeah, I. I'm so full. <laughs> I think I'm just going to roll here. <laughs> Let's uh, go roll away. Yeah, because I just uh, ate like five hamburger buns instead of the one. <laughs> uh, they were, they were like this big. Like, I'm not even, like, I, I went to Josh and I'm just like, okay, I meant to make hamburger buns. I definitely just made eight loaves of bread. <laughs> and he was just like, what? Uh, oh well. Is it good though? That's the only thing that matters. Oh my god, they were so good, <laughs> so freaking good. Um, yeah. And then he dropped two on the floor because um, <laughs> he he's coordinated. Um, it's fine. Oh, yeah. So yeah. All right. Horrible mess in my kitchen tonight because I'm disaster in the kitchen as I am in life. Anyway, happy New Year, friends. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.